everybody. Welcome back into Talk Off. It is Friday, June 2nd. We have turned the page on the calendar. We are now on to the sixth month of the year. Zach, how the fuck we doing, man? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day out today, like 85 degrees. Played some pickleball today. Had a shitty day at work, but it's okay when you have a shitty day at work if after work you play some fire pickleball. This is true. That kind tournament of... on Sunday. I'm fucking tournament ready. Ooh, tourney ready. It, the the pickleball alleviates all the work stress, so that's always a good sign. It feels really good to get out there and just smack the absolute shit out of a wiffle ball. And you know, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and and spit lies. Me and my mom pummeled Jake. We killed him. So, Jake does have a bad ACL, though. I'll give him that. It's true. Can't play. I wouldn't say pummeled. All right, pummeled. Each game was a, was a two point game. Pummeled. And what was what was the final score? The series uh, was two to one. We took the series two to one, but he's right. Every game was like a two point game. The second and third game, we had to go past eleven to win by two. Okay. They were, they were competitive games for sure. They were good games, good games. I I, I fucking love pickleball. I, I it's it's so some- pickleball is scored with like uh, like uh, it's scored like that right, but you can only score a point when you're serving, right? Yeah, that's why like the games can really like go on forever. Yeah, yeah. So one of our a, games it's a defensive like game. Thirty minutes almost probably. Oh yeah, one of the games was like super long. Where'd They're you, way more where, fun that way. Did you guys play at the uh, the beach today? Yeah, nice. Some nice. freaking me and so spot. so for everybody. I'll tell you a little story here. So me and John, shout out John, uh, pull up to the beach to play pickleball. John's already there. I pull up. I meet him there, and there's a lady who's there who wants to play too. There's two courts. There are two courts that they, they could play on one. We could play on the other one. Then a guy and a lady show up. They start playing tennis on the other court because the other lady is just sitting there. And then they had the nerve to give me and John shit for being on the court. I was like, bro, there's plenty of courts here. You guys have a couple people. I was like, we got two people coming. She was like, you can't reserve. I was like, I'm not fucking reserving. I'm playing and waiting for two people. What do you some people are annoying, man. That is annoying. Just like, shut up. Some people think they're like so entitled because if someone does, like it's definitely like a group that probably plays like five times a week at the same time at the same spot. But as, there ain't no reservations. You don't own this shit. This is public property. Read the sign, motherfucker. Sorry. Yeah, read, the fi- read the fine print. You know who is reading the fine print these days and reading between the lines? The New York Mets. Zach, the Mets are kind of back. Not going to lie. Just coming off a sweep as of this afternoon of the Philadelphia Phillies. The Mets close out the series 4-2. Scherzer, seven innings, nine Ks, one walk. The Mets look dominant in this series. There was really, really no doubt in my mind that the Mets are going to win every single game. I felt great going up against Philly. I just think we're overall a better ball club than Philadelphia is. Philadelphia falls to 25 and 31, eight games out of first place in the National League East. And the Mets, with three straight wins, they cut the lead down 
to three and a half after Atlanta can only manage to grab one game in Oakland on their West Coast road trip. Zach, there is um there's some interesting takes that you can have here. This 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 race, which looked lost two weeks ago, now all of a sudden kind of looks wide open. Absolutely. I mean, the talk of the year pretty much has been the Atlanta Braves and how they are going to win this division, no question. And it, it did look for it for a second there, it looked like that was going to be true, that the Braves were just going to run away with it and the Mets would have had no fucking chance. But, you know, the Mets kind of sacked up. And pretty much ever since that series that you said they had to win and they swept the Guardians, you know, they've been playing better ball. They dropped some games that I think they definitely should have won. But overall, they've just been playing better baseball. And, you know, just a small week, two-week window of winning a shit ton of games can get you right back in the race. And that's what it's done for the Mets. They're three and a half back from Atlanta. And obviously, Atlanta's looking as strong as any other team in the league. But I wouldn't count the Mets out of this, you know, especially with the young guys coming up, playing the way they are. Francisco Alvarez right now is playing like the rookie of the year in the National League. If Corbin Carroll didn't exist, a lot more people would be looking at Francisco Alvarez right now. But I think with the young guys coming up for the Mets and contributing what they are contributing, there's no reason why anybody should be out there saying that the Mets cannot win this division. The Mets can easily win this division. Absolutely. And that's a take that you would have been absolutely shat on like two weeks ago, like I mentioned. 100%. It, it's it's crazy how fast things can change up in baseball. Now, there's there's two things to watch this weekend in the NL East. The Braves are out in, um, in Phoenix to play the D-backs. Mets at home against the Toronto Blue Jays, who have been playing, I would say, as of recently, about 500 baseball we're the hotter team as of right now, so it'll be interesting to see how the Mets can pick up right where they left off in this with the series with the Phillies. Chris Bassett tomorrow night, Friday night under the lights against Scherzer. Bassett returns to City Field. Zach, I'm going to say this again, and I, I I sat here two weeks ago. I'm not saying this is make or break for the season, but I think this is another weekend series that you can look at for the Mets that. If we take two out of three, this can really gain some confidence in that clubhouse. If you get swept here, um, you know, you fall to 30 and 30, you're 500, you're 60 games into the season. Things can start to feel a lot different if you're 33 or 32 and 27 as opposed to 30 and 30. Yeah, 100%. And, and- I kind of agree with you with this this weekend series because it's it's not it's, it's not, not as big it's not as big as um as the Guardian series. In no, no, I don't think it's as big as the Guardian series. But oh, I'm oh, sorry, but I think it's definitely big for the Mets, not just because the Mets are playing the Blue Jays this series and that's a big series, but because the Atlanta Braves are traveling to Arizona and Arizona has been playing the best baseball in the league. They're the hottest team right now. They're playing amazing baseball in Arizona, especially when they're home. So I think for the Mets, this is a perfect weekend. If you take two out of three here and 
who knows? Maybe Atlanta gets swept by Arizona. I wouldn't be shocked. Arizona has been playing great baseball. So anything can happen. So you steal two out of three here. The Braves get swept. Look at you. You're a game and a half back. So, That's what I'm saying. So I think this is definitely a big series for the Mets. If if they don't take two out of three, I think they're in big trouble. Even if Atlanta takes two out of three in Arizona, if you take two out of three from the Toronto Blue Jays, you're still right where you were. You're three and a half back still, and that's still a not a huge cushion for the Braves. The Mets can easily come back right now. I don't know how the Marlins are right on their ass, but that's going to fall out, and we know it. But this is a two-man race right now in the NL East. A lot of people at the beginning of the season thought it was going to be a three-team race with Philadelphia, New York, and Atlanta. Obviously, Philly just just can't do it this year. They don't. I guess they just don't have the team. Everybody thought the pieces were there, and they're just they're not they're not playing to their potential. So this is a two man race: the Atlanta Braves and the New York Mets. Who is going to win more games coming coming down the stretch? And like we always say, both these teams are going to make moves at the deadline. Both these teams are going to get better as the year goes on. I think I like the way the Mets are playing right now a little bit more than the Braves, just because the. I think the Mets are feeding off of the hot start from Francisco Alvarez right now. And I think that's, and, and the young guns are just driving them to play well. If Buck Showalter will put them in the lineup every single day, this Mets team is going to be as scary as people thought they were going to be before the year. Yeah, I think this Mets team is finally hitting its stride. I mean, Scherzer, who didn't look sharp to start the year, he's put together a few... Um, solid outings, and today was was great. I mean, this this is the best Scherzer has looked all year. Kodai Senga the other night, the best he's looked all year. He looks phenomenal. Things are just uh, Carlos Carrasco, the best he's looked all pr- pretty much the entire season. This team put together three very good games in a row against Philadelphia, and there's no reason why they should go into this Toronto series saying why can't we do the same thing. And I would I would make the argument that playing to their potential, which I think they're starting to do. This Toronto team might be the best they've played, best team they've played in a little bit, I would say. So it's going to, it's going to be a test. This weekend is a test to see kind of if this ride we're on right now is for real or not. Yeah, 100%. This is going to be a big test. You know, uh, Toronto hasn't been playing the best. They're fourth right now in the AL East because the Red Sox are blowing shit. So this is a big series, I think, for both teams, for Toronto and for the Mets. Whoever whoever steals some games here is going to feel really good about themselves after this series. So we'll see what happens this weekend with that game. It's going to be a great game. We're going to be at the Saturday game. So I'm, I'm excited for this series. Absolutely, yeah. It's going. It, it, it's uh, it's going to be a, an exciting series. It might be the series to watch for this upcoming weekend in terms of implications for divisional races and whatnot. Zach, another interesting series I want to point to: Cardinals Pirates. This is an interesting one to me because the Cardinals are trying to get back on track. Obviously, we know the pitching is, has not been there. The Pirates, man, the Pirates are still over 500. Is this the series they finally fall under 500? And is this the series the Cardinals start to get a little bit back on track? Yeah, I I think this is the series that that we see the real Pittsburgh, honestly. The real Pittsburgh that we thought we were going to see in the offseason, that we thought we were going to see 
like all all off season we were t- not talking about Pittsburgh because they were not supposed to be as good as they were. I bring up their record every single time we have a podcast, and I'll bring it up again. They started the year twenty and eight. They are eight for their they're eight and nineteen since then. That is really 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 bad. I think we're seeing the the real Pittsburgh this weekend, and I think we're going to see the real St. Louis this weekend. St. Louis is a team I really wanted to talk about today because. As we talk about every single podcast as well, the AL and the NL Central are both up for grabs. Anyone can come and grab these divisions. St. Louis off to a terrible start, and then they started to figure it out. And I think it really was that sweep of the Red Sox. As soon as they swept the Red Sox, they kind of turned a uh, turned a switch, and Arenado got going a little bit more. Goldschmidt got going a little bit more. Obviously, he's not out to the MVP season that he had last year, but Goldschmidt is is such a solid first baseman that it really doesn't matter. It, you know it's going to come. He's such a smart hitter, so you know it's going to come. And they're getting a lot, a lot of help from the young guys. Nolan Gorman is off to an insane season this year. And I think the Cardinals this weekend, we're really going to see them at their full potential, and we're going to see them hopefully pummel the Pirates it, it, they sweep the Pirates this weekend, Chris, and they're a game and a half out of first place Milwaukee. And Milwaukee has not been playing good baseball at all. So I think it's really interesting. The Centrals, as we said, are going to be the two probably most interesting divisions in baseball just because anyone could really go out there and grab them. I think it's the, for for both, it's going to come down to the last month or two of the season then we're really not going to we're really not going to see who's going to take this division I think till at least the end of August. Yeah. August. Agreed. It's going to be a uh, the central is always a top uh, a toss up, excuse me, but uh this this might be the last division decided in the National League. Another series that I want to point to here Marlins Athletics. Marlins Athletics Athletics traveling to Miami. The Marlins are 29 and 28, one game over 500. Zach, with a sweep of the Marlins, this team could creep up into second place, depending on how the New York series and how the Atlanta series goes. The Miami Marlins could potentially, if some things break their way, could be a game out of first place come Monday morning. What do you think about that? Because I honestly like a sweep is probably going to happen. Yeah, I I think it's um it's really interesting when you talk about Miami this year because this is not a team in the offseason that made a shit ton of moves. They made the move for Luisa Rice and that's honestly changed their team. It's incredible how one guy can change a team so much. And you know, they are definitely hitting better than they were last year. Um guys like Jorge Soler are definitely hitting better than they did last year. And, you know, we were very skeptical of the Marlins in the offseason because of the move of Jazz Chisholm to center field. Obviously, he still has proven that he's not a center fielder. He's not. He's a second baseman playing center field. But I think Miami is hitting its stride right now. Calling up Yuri was huge for them. He's been phenomenal on the mound. Sandy, again, not out to the start that they wanted him to. I think it's crazy how the, well the Marlins are playing. If you if you said to me before the season that the Marlins right now were twenty nine and twenty eight, I would tell you, 
oh, Sandy's definitely winning Cy Young and Jazz is probably looking like a fucking fantastic center fielder. Neither of those things are true. Luis Arise is hitting like 400 like he does every fucking year and he probably will forever. And the Marlins are just hitting a stride right now. They're getting solid pitching from guys who last year were getting carried by Sandy Alcantara. The bullpen's been really good and the hitting has been just enough to get them to 500. It'd be really interesting if we saw them sweep the sweep the Athletics and you know the Mets and Braves slide this weekend. But ask me if I think it's going to hold up. Do you think it's going to hold up? Uh, I I do not. The Marlins they're definitely outperforming, and I, I think a lot of teams are outperforming this year so far. This year is really weird for me. I feel like we have a huge grouping of just teams in the smack middle. There's so many teams between like 26 and like 33 wins or like 31 maybe. Like I feel like everyone is just in the middle of the pack right now. We need more. We just need more season. We got to see more. We got to see the teams really show their true colors. That's when we're going to see teams like the Cardinals, a very good team, soar to the top of their division. When we see very good teams like the Mets and the Braves soar, and we see teams like the Miami Marlins, the Detroit Tigers, the Pittsburgh Pirates, we see them fall to the bottom of the division. I think these teams are are, are taking a right step this year, but it's just not that year. And there's so many other teams that are just better than them and out to slow starts. Yeah, no, I, I could not agree more. Could not have said it better myself. Zach, there's also another interesting series that's going on. Different league. We've got some. We've got some good matchups in the American League now. Let's start with Rays Red Sox. Let's start there. Tyler Glasnow making his second start. Tomorrow night, or actually tonight, if you're listening to this on Friday. Friday night against the Red Sox in Boston. The Red Sox, one game over 500, taking on the Tampa Bay Rays, who are 22 games over 500. This is a series that could kind of either make ruin the Red, the Red Sox, Sox season. season. It's going to ruin or, the Red Sox season. Or no. just tip it right over. It's, it, you know... It, it's very hard for me to talk about, man. Watching Red Sox baseball for the past week has been zero fun. Zero fun has been had by me watching the Red Sox on TV. The pitching has been like, oh, man, they pissed me the fuck off. If the pitching's good, we don't hit. If the hitting's good, we can't pitch. It, it Nothing can happen on the same day. We're about to get swept by Cincinnati. Cincinnati at home. The Red Sox this year are 0-8 at home against the NL Central, the worst division in baseball. This is terrible. We got swept by the Pirates. We got swept by the Cardinals. And we're going to get swept by the fucking Cincinnati Reds. I'm tired, sick and tired of seeing Kike Hernandez at shortstop. He leads the league in errors for a fucking reason. He can't play shortstop. Stop putting him there. I, I know we have no one else to go there, and we're just waiting for guys to come back, but it boils my blood watching this guy out there, and it, it sucks because I love Kike. He's like the best 
God, like I love him. He's the best personality on the team. He's always smiling. He's always trying to help the guys. Like he's a guy that you really want on your team. He's just not a shortstop. He does not have the arm for it. And I've never seen an MLB player make this many errored throws. It's not even that he's not fielding the ball. It's all throwing errors. Yeah, I, I it is. It's um, and this is a series. I'm sorry, but this is a series that where like our season could could really like not end, but this could ruin us. The Rays series. Yeah, it could. It definitely. I mean, you if you get swept two games under, it's um, it definitely has a different feel to the season. You know. Uh, this is this 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 weekend is interesting because there's a lot of good teams playing each other. There's a lot of teams who are kind of trying to decide whether they're going to be over 500 or under 500. And this weekend is kind of the big determine determining factor of that. A hundred percent. And you know the Red Sox they got they really have a tough series this weekend, and they don't have the pitching matchups that I that they want. I mean, you had Paxton go last night. You had Bayo go in game one in Cincinnati, and you got Sale going tonight. So you're not going to have Sale or Paxton for this Rays series. It's going to be Whitlock on Friday. It's going to be Tanner Houck on Saturday. And then most likely an opener game in game two, and then you'll probably see Bayo on Sunday. It's not the pitch at pitching matchup that you want. We're probably going to see another fucking Corey Kluber game. I can't stand Corey Kluber. The Red Sox are not notorious for winning uh, doubleheaders. They often lose them. And we're going up against the best team in fucking baseball. And we can't hit anymore, apparently. We just don't hit. Nobody on the team hits except for Masataki Yoshida and Alex Verdugo. That's it. That's it. Jaron Duran can get one hit a game. Rafael Devers will hit one home run every couple of days. He's batting 240. 240. What the hell is that? This is supposed to be an MVP caliber player. I just paid. We just paid you. I can't believe I'm saying I. We just paid you a shit ton of money to be very fucking good, and you're hitting two forty five. Uh yeah. I'm sorry. I'm projecting my it's, anger. Uh, I'm, I'm, no, no, no. It's, it's just. Uh, like, you, it's it. It, it really has not be been mad fun after paying someone a shit ton of money and them not performing. It's. And if we were losing games, like I understand losing games. It's obviously a part of baseball and, you know, any team can beat anyone on a single night. But we lost two one-run games to Cincinnati. Two one-run games. So that's a walk that shouldn't have happened, an error that shouldn't have happened. It's just these little things that they're that Cincinnati has scored on the Red Sox this series that they're just throwing games away. Rafael Devers, I thought he was going to tie the game up last night in the bottom of the ninth. He hit a moonshot to the deepest part of the ballpark, and it got caught for out number three in the bottom of the ninth. You can't be losing one-run games to garbage teams, especially at home. It just can't happen. And that's why the Red Sox are what they are. And I was getting too excited for the first month and a half of the season, and I know And now they're kind of falling back to equilibrium, and they're finding the true team that they are. Which is shit. Except Chris Sale is fucking phenomenal, and he's fully yeah. back. He's fully back. Last five starts, he's got a 2-2 ERA, 4-0, 36 strikeouts. He, he's been great the last five starts. 
Yeah, but, he's uh he's been he's been he's been like the Chris Sale that we've seen, you know, in the past and this is what the Red Sox paid him all the money for and I think after was he kind of hitting his stride when he broke his finger? A year or two was, ago, you know, when he came back to and broke his finger, he, he had one or two outings. I think I mean, one outing, and, and he looked pretty good. He wasn't pitching the way he is now. We haven't seen him pitch the way he has now since 2018, 2019. He like his fastball is back up to 97. His slider has a shit ton of break on it. The beginning of the year, it didn't look good, but he made so many adjustments, which is a lot a lot of Red Sox pitchers this year have had to make huge adjustments and they've done it. And he made one huge adjustment in his windup. And since then the velocity has been up. The slider has an incredible break. He's been laying off the change up a little bit. He doesn't really like the change up. So he's going back to like the old Chris sale, like just slider, slider, fastball, slider, fastball, but it's been working. And he is what's keeping my Red Sox hope alive this year. The Red Sox hopes are not dead, though. Let's not count them out just yet. They still have to uh, play a three-game series against the Rays. And Zach, if there's a sweep here by the Red Sox, the tide could change in Boston. So let's just if let's we sweep the, the Rays, mark my words, I will get naked and run somewhere, probably my backyard or something. But I will be the most excited man this side of the Mississippi. I agree. That would be a very, a very, very uh, celebratory sweep over in Boston. Another important series, probably the most star-powered series of the weekend: Yankees Dodgers out in LA. This this uh, this series has all the makings to be uh, pretty much everything that we wanted. We have Cole on the bump. We have Kershaw on the bump. We have. Domingo Herman on the bump. I mean, what what more can you ask for than just Is this Herman's first game back from suspension? I think so. He's he's going to get smacked around by the Dodgers. Going to get smacked around. So it's going to be uh it's going to be a fun series to watch. Aaron Judge has been on fire as of recently. I mean, he just had that unbelievable series in Seattle. Um so this has all the the makings of a a great three game set in LA. A hundred percent. This is this is this dude. Like every series we talk about, it's just I want to say that that's the best series of the weekend. Like this is going to be a great series. It's going to be a real tough test for the Yankees. It's tough test for anyone when they go East Coast to West Coast like that. It's it's really tough to go out there and win games and win games consistently. And taking on a team like the Dodgers, who really wants to win this weekend because Arizona has just tied them for the lead, the league. Oh my God, the lead in the NL West. So the Dodgers are looking to take games against the Yankees. But let me tell you something: the Yankees are not going to roll into LA and get pummeled because Aaron Judge is playing some of the best baseball in the entire league, if not the best. If you look at his stats, he's technically having a better start to the year than he did last year. And you can only imagine what this guy would be doing if he wasn't injured for those two, two, three weeks. Yeah, I, I mean, he could have 30 home runs already. Like, who knows the way he's been swinging the bat? So I think this is a big series for the Yankees, too. You know, if, if you take a couple games here, you find yourself probably tied with Baltimore, maybe one game back. They're two back right now from Baltimore. And 
if the Red Sox take a couple from Tampa, the Yankees can find themselves, you know, in second, in third, three games back. Like, this is a big series for the Yankees, a big series for the Dodgers. And the more and more we go over these series, the more I think this is going to be the best weekend of baseball I've ever fucking seen. Yeah, I think this is, and that leads right up to our Sunday night game, which is Dodgers Yankees. We can actually, uh, we, we picked this this game, did we not? Do we do we do we have a pick for this game already? I think so. Do we have one, Jake? Yes, we have yes. a pick for this game. Shaking, yes, we do. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, we do. We do. I All remember. Right. Me and you, I think, have the Dodgers. Does? Yeah, Jake do is the Yankees. Gonna... Yep. Okay. Go Yanks. Who and what? What happened is... last week on the Sunday night picks? I forget. I'm just trying to pull the the, the spreadsheet uh, up. My computer. You won. Me and Jake lost. Sounds like it's going to take the off. Braves beat the Phillies. Braves beat the Phillies. Am I on a two week heater right now? You are. Yep. I want to see if the pitching matchup is out for Sunday yet. Hey guys, it's producer Jake. Um, we fucked up and uh, we lost the rest of this episode. So. I hope oh, you enjoyed you to right this now? far. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I, want, I don't want to get in on this. Uh, we fucked up on this one, fellas. Uh, so uh, this episode is kind of ass. Yeah, it's only 20, 29 minutes. But um... but just know that we tried our very best to recover the audio. We opened Google Chrome, and my computer sucks, essentially. That was the diagnosis. But we'll make it up to you guys. So, uh, yeah, cue the outro music.